Okay, before we do anything. Yeah. Hang on, now I gotta find it. Timothy of the Burger Persuasion. Yes. Um said, hey, there were two minutes of dead air following the show. Already know about it. Do? Yeah, yeah. Patrick was after me. Um Okay, that was the show in eleven three. Yeah, and uh, there were a there was a raft of them. Okay. I fixed it. He'll feel so much better. Yeah, tell and tell him thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I did. Um, but I said, it, why did you keep? Because he told me the first time when we were golfing, right? And I said, "You got to email me this, or I'll forget." And he said, so why'd you keep listening? Well, I was driving. There wasn't much else to do, so I just wanted to see. Did you hide something at the end? Kind of like Marvel movies. No, we're not that. No, bright. we we aren't that bright. No. Tell Burger thanks for listening. Will do. Why? <laughs> so what's um who's teasing this is the last one by the way you am we have 58 minutes to go i think we can do it today on this is true really news 58 minutes of humor please like subscribe and follow this is true really news because we need people who can't count to join us and you will enjoy and be regaled with tales of lusty miscounting and other stuff. Yeah, yeah go, with, go with the other stuff, yeah. yeah. This is True Really News with Scott Combs and Tony Vercanis. All the news you're about to hear is true. Really? As far as you know. All right, you are no doubt probably aware that the Harvard-Yale football game is a big deal. Only at Harvard and Yale. Well, yeah, it used to be a really big deal, you know, like a hundred and some years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. it was a big deal. It is one of the long-standing rivalries. Mm -hmm. The scary part is Harvard and Yale were both. Harvard was made to educate churchmen for mm -hmm. the for the area. Yep, yep. Yale was founded because Harvard had gotten too liberal. Right. And now, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, in 1982, 58 years ago, another prestigious <laughs> university inserted itself into the game. Boston.com reports, as part of another long tradition, on November 20th, 58 years ago, a group of M You're turning pink. A group of MIT students, members of Delta Kappa Epsilon, Deeks, but still known as the Sudbury Four, hatched a brilliant prank. Um. After five years of scheming and eight sneaky overnight visits to Harvard Stadium, the plan was set. As Sherlock Holmes used to say in the novels, the game is afoot. Which is odd because I thought the game would be a game. But I, the hand of the glove is on the other foot. And in the newer Sherlock version with what's his duck? Yeah, you know. Benedict, Dr. Uh, Dr. Strange. Yeah. Yes. Um, the game is on or something. Not nearly as good. The game anyway, five years of scheming, eight clandestine visits to the stadium. They buried a weather balloon beneath the turf. Then they blew it up using a vacuum cleaning motor during the game. Players stood around with hands on hips and watched as the six-foot diameter globe inflated, marked very prominently with MIT, and then exploded. No one remembers, but Harvard 
clobbered Yale 45 to 7. One might imagine that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fair yeah. frank, though. You know, I'm telling you, I understand now why Howard Wallowitz was an MIT guy. Okay. I, it makes sense to me now. <laughs> they think that way. Hmm. Engineers with a twist. There we are. Here's a twist for you. These 58 guys break into an apartment during the day, not knowing it's occupied. I'm just kidding. It was only one guy. I know the difference between one and 58. Thank you very much. Do you? One's bigger. One, I don't know which. I can't tell you, actually. Anyway, you one, said one is bigger. <laughs> one of the residents of the apartment works nights, so at midday, he's fast asleep. Didn't notice the guy come in and rummage around until the guy throws the bedroom door open and panics at seeing the now fully awake occupant and runs off. The victim looks around groggily. Groggily? The groggily. He was groggy because he was groggy. I know, but groggily is just fun to say. Yes, and finds the laptops, tablets, etc. are still there. there. squiggle. <laughs> but a handful of <laughs> squiggle. But a handful of smaller valuables, such as USBs, keys, and wallets were gone. The suspect also did a fair amount of damage rummaging around and spray painting the walls. You think? He also ate their cookies, the CAD. At this point, it was just good, clean fun. <laughs> up until now. Unfortunately for his this criminal mastermind, he left something behind. What, pray tell, did he left behind? His school rucksack. Containing school rucksack. School schoolwork some of yeah. the victim's possessions yeah his id oh yeah some years old school papers with his parents phone numbers on it and sure. the ever popular more really how much more would you need the police were having a laugh with the victims a little later about it and as one of them starts to take their statements there's a knock at the door it's Guess about who? to get better does he own a missing rucksack perpetrator gathers in the situation once they open the door and then says, can I have my bags back, please? Come here. Let's see if you can identify it. What? I believe Bugs Bunny said it best. Why didn't he just go home and wait? What a maroon. <laughs> I love this kid. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, my. Noise complaints are way down at a restaurant in Singapore. After it implemented, according to Yahoo News, a screaming children surcharge of $10. Rangie's Oyster Bar and Grill said that before the new policy is put in place, they were receiving complaints on a weekly basis about children running around unattended or disturbing other tables. Now, parents are putting a little effort into controlling their kids, and 99% of the patrons are respectful and understanding. And the other 1% pay the 10 bucks. I'm guessing. I'm yeah, Because they're... If it was me, I'd have charged $58, but that's just me. But, well, that is the going rate. I think it, by I mean, law, it has to be 58 In most civilized countries. That's true. Really? This is from Badmouthin on Reddit. I just ran into this. Badmouthin is evidently a police officer. Okay. This is all written in first person. Okay. So I get a call of a beer run, shoplifting, from the local CVS. Okay. I check the area and see two guys matching the description. 
I detained them, and sure enough, they had a couple of Coronas and some off-brand whiskey. Apparently, in this state, you can sell booze in your CVS. Yeah. I confirm with CVS, they were the suspects. The alcohol was their property, and they are desirous of prosecution. All is good. My state requires I take them to the station to book into jail and get fingerprinted. Then they're issued a citation and released with a court date a couple of months out. While driving to the station, I ask what they were doing stealing the alcohol. One guy says, well, they're only 20. Since they weren't old enough to buy it, they just decided to steal it instead. Shrewd. Well, actually, not, not, not that big a deal. Young people make stupid mistakes all the time. Mm-hmm. So I get to the jail, book them in, and start filling out the citation. The citation requires both birth date, birth date and age. Here we go. I do the math on the birthday. 50, they're both 58, aren't they? Exactly, except they're 21. Which is like 50. It's the new 58. Meaning he's old enough to buy alcohol. Anywhere. I go back into jail and verify his birthday. Same one as he had listed on his driver's license. I redo the math out loud. 21 years old. I ask, how old are you again? 20, sir. You turned 21 last month. Again, he is adamant. No, I turned 20. I just left it at that. Guy stole beer because he forgot his age and thought he wasn't old enough to buy it. Went to jail because of it. <laughs> Um, they don't list their names, but the one was Anthony Earl Burkennis. The other one was Scott Andrew Combs. Who are both actually just 58. Yeah. This is True Really News. Send email to TITR at netradio.network.